what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. God is telling the church that if the church goes in the same direction as Israel went, going about to establish your own righteousness, then the church will be cut off exactly as Israel was cut off. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 beginning with the first verse, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And this morning I want to use for a subject, the Christian's New Year's resolution. Let's go to Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice. And Lord, as you have given me this word, I ask for the anointing of your spirit to deliver this message to you people. Anoint the people, Lord, to hear and to receive of the word. Lord, may we all understand it and be drawn closer to you. And we're careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. This week, as we look forward to the coming of a new year, no doubt many of you have already made a New Year's resolution. And the number one New Year's resolution is to lose weight and exercise. I think all of us, if we get on the scale and take a proper evaluation of what the scale is saying, it's saying get off. <laughs> We're all carrying a little extra holiday weight. The problem is we're carrying holiday weight from 15, 20 years ago. So losing weight and exercising most definitely can improve your quality of life. And that is a good New Year's resolution. But as a Christian, you should set a goal for the New Year. And that is to prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And Paul said as he started to close out the book of Romans, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren. The word therefore goes back to some things that were said previously in the book of Romans. And before I go further with that, let me say this. As a child of God, you need a good working knowledge of the book of Romans. 
And if you have a working knowledge of what is said in the book of Romans, then you have the foundation for understanding the entirety of the Word of God. The book of Romans is the theology of the church. It's the foundation. It was to Paul that the meaning of the new covenant was given. And Paul gives it to us in the book of Romans. And you as a child of God need to set as a goal for the new year, if you don't understand the book of Romans, dive into that book. We spent two and a half years here on Wednesday night studying the book of Romans, which incidentally, coming up here in just a few weeks, those of you listening by radio, you'll be able to go to establishedinthefaith.com and move over there to where the podcast section is, and you'll see a little section set up for Romans. And we'll start uploading that series that we did on Romans. In the first chapter of the book of Romans... Paul deals with the Gentile world, and then he deals in the second chapter with the Jews. And Paul says, hey, just because you're born Jewish, that don't mean you're saved. In chapter 3 of Romans, Paul just brings it right on down to where it's at. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Both Jews and Gentiles makes no difference. All have sinned. However, he went on to say in verse 24, Romans chapter 3, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Every single person on the face of the earth can be justified Justified never sinned. In the fourth chapter of the book of Romans, Paul deals with justification by faith. Faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. He takes it all the way back to Abraham. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted unto him for righteousness. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. There is no other salvation other than through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary's cross. And you can be justified today before God. Justified, never sinned. And it's all by simple faith. In Romans 5 verse 21, Paul deals with the sin nature. That as sin hath reigned unto death, sin is pictured as a king. Ruling within the heart upon the throne of the individual. But God wants grace to rule and reign in your life. What is grace? That's the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 6, Paul deals with the sin nature 
And he goes into the mechanics of our salvation. He said, Romans chapter 6, verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in a newness of life. Baptized into Jesus Christ. Back years ago, me and my dad were in the recycling business. And we'd have big, heavy barrels of glass that we'd have to get up on the truck. And they were quite heavy. So my dad made this winch. And he would hook it up to that barrel and stand up there on top of the truck and winch those barrels up on the truck and wheel them around and set them into place. And one day we were out there trying to get a stump up out of the ground. And he took that cable and wrapped it around that big old stump and hooked it up and got up there and started cranking that thing. And it bent that piece of steel over like it won't nothing. That stump was not moving. And so my dad took that winch and he heated it up, straightened it back out. And he took another piece of metal and welded it to that winch, welded it to the spot where it had been over at, and reinforced it right there in that spot where it had been over. He brought another piece of steel into union with that winch so that it would not react and respond the same way when it came under those conditions again. The word baptized means to come into union with. You were baptized into Christ. You have come into union with Jesus Christ. Now when the pressure's on, are you hearing me? Now when the pressure's on, you do not react and respond the same way that you did before because now you're in union with Christ. Glory to God. Baptized into His death. Buried with Him in the baptism. Raised with Him in a newness of life. What does that mean? It means that in the mind of God, when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, you died with Him. When Jesus was laid in that tomb, every one of your sins was laid in that tomb with him. And when Jesus came up and was resurrected, a new you was raised to walk in a newness of life. And Paul would go on in that sixth chapter and talk about how the sin nature is no longer to rule and reign in your life. Sin shall not have dominion over you. In the seventh chapter of the book of Romans, Paul gives his personal experience after he was saved of trying to live for God by his own self-efforts. And he failed miserably. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Romans 7, verses 18 and 19. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. 
For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. He closed out the seventh chapter saying, verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Then Paul goes into the 8th chapter and tells us how to live for God. He said, Romans 8 verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Paul, in the 7th chapter, was trying to live for God the only way he knew how, through his own strength, ability, talent, education, and he failed God miserably. And he said, There is no condemnation to them who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's how the Holy Spirit works in your life. As you keep your faith anchored in Christ and what He did for you at Calvary, that gives the Holy Spirit the right to work in your heart and life and to make you into what you ought to be. Then in Romans chapter 9, Paul is grieved over the Jewish people. They have rejected God. In chapter 10, he said, verse 3, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness. It's one thing to be ignorant. It's another thing to be willfully ignorant of something. And that's what Israel did. They had the truth. But they were willfully ignorant of God's way and went about to establish their own righteousness. And it's so easy to get saved. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And all that being said, Paul warns the church. And he says this in Romans chapter 11, verse 21. Because of unbelief, they, speaking of the Jews, were broken off. And thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. God is telling the church that if the church goes in the same direction as Israel went, going about to establish your own righteousness, then the church will be cut off exactly as Israel was cut off. And then in Romans chapter 12, 
this of which I've just read to you today. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren. This is the Holy Spirit through Paul begging us to take heed to what all has been said here. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. In the very beginning, the first commandment to Adam and Eve, don't partake of that tree. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Adam and Eve broke God's commandment. God had every right right then to pronounce judgment upon Adam and Eve and upon the entirety of the human race. He could have wiped Adam and Eve off the face of the earth and pronounced judgment upon them right there. But instead, God chose to deal with mankind through and by the means of grace. And when God extended grace, that automatically incorporated mercy. You are here today because of the grace and mercy of God. Now understand that. You are not here of your own merit or anything good that you have done. You are here today because of the grace and mercy of God. And Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, after looking at all that God has done for you, he said, present your bodies. The physical body is neutral. The physical body is not good. It's not bad. It's all what you do. With the physical body that determines whether it's good or bad. And Paul said, present your body. If you present your body to a sinful environment, then sin is going to be the end result. But if you present your body to an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit, then righteousness will be the end result. What am I saying? I'm saying this. One of your New Year's resolutions should be this, that you present your body to the front door of this church every time the door is open. Sunday morning, Sunday school, 9.45. Worship service at 11. Wednesday night out in the fellowship hall, round table discussion. You need to be here if you can. Well, Brother James, I got to work, and I'm at school, and I got this going on, that going on. You can go over to establishedinthefaith.com, or you can flip on any radio, Christian radio station and find some kind of gospel on there somewhere being preached and feed your spirit man. You've got to present your body to an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit, and there's no excuse. Present your bodies a living sacrifice let's look at that for a minute when a sacrifice was offered up it was dead there's no record in the bible of a sacrifice ever coming back to life after it was offered up except for one 
And that was the sacrificial offering of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only sacrifice that came back from the dead. So when Paul said, present your body a living sacrifice, what was he saying? He was saying that you as a child of God, you need to present yourself to the finished work of Christ on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Present yourself to his sacrifice. Also, that means you need to sacrifice something too. Why do I need to sacrifice, Brother James? You need to sacrifice whatever it is that you're clinging to and holding on to to make you holy and acceptable unto God. Nothing else in this world can make you holy other than the finished work of Christ. That's it. Present yourself on a daily basis to the finished work of Christ which is your reasonable service. The Holy Spirit is not asking us to do anything unreasonable, especially when you look at what Jesus Christ did for you and I. He said, Be not conformed to this world. When a person goes into the military, those sergeants will apply pressure and will do things to the soldier to try to conform them into the ways of the military and to be what the military is. You need to understand this as a child of God. You're being conformed. And Paul says, be not conformed to the world. Do not allow the pressures of this world to conform you into the ways of the world. But be ye transformed. Transformed. Metamorphose. The greatest example of something being transformed in nature is the butterfly. Note a little caterpillar, he goes and builds his cocoon. Stays in there for a little while, and while he's in there, he's being transformed. And if you look at that cocoon, after a while, you'll see a struggle take place. And then after a while, he comes out and is a beautiful little butterfly. Don't I look like a beautiful little butterfly? Wait till Easter comes and I pull out that yellow coat again. <laughs> uh. But as you look at that cocoon, you can tell there's a struggle taking place. If if you step in and you try to help that butterfly out of the cocoon, you are tampering with God's divine order. And if you try to help that butterfly out, his wings will not be strong enough to fly. I said all that to say this. You and I need to wrap ourselves in the cocoon of the finished work of Christ. And if we try to apply self-effort to that, we are tampering with God's divine order. What you're trying to do is something that only the Holy Spirit can do. Let the Holy Spirit have His way. There's going to be a struggle. 
It's God's design. It's God's divine order. If you as a child of God ain't struggling with something, then you ain't saved. Are you hearing me? All right, let me move on. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind. It's more than just adding spiritual knowledge to what you already have. In most cases, means that you've got to unlearn the wrong thing in order to learn the right thing. Now, this is where the problem's at. In order to unlearn the wrong thing, you've got to admit that you're wrong. And folks don't want to do that. Oh, good grace and mercy. If you're going to be renewed in your mind, there's going to come a time when you're going to have to admit that you're wrong. Which means you're going to have to humble yourself. And Jesus said, unless you humble yourself as a little child, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to be a Christian, you've got to deny yourself. Just deny yourself efforts. Take up the cross daily and follow me. Put your faith in what Jesus did at Calvary. And what I've given you this morning is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And I pray that in the upcoming new year, that that will be your New Year's resolution to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 